AI. Hey, I'm Obi. That's Ed. And we are drinking from the Garden Hose, your favorite co- podcast. Find us wherever you get your podcast, be it Apple, Google, something that I'm going to say is no longer around, Spotify. We're there. Like us, follow us, subscribe. You can download and uh, always, always give us feedback. We love your feedback. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. What happened to Spotify? You said it's no longer around? Did no, I miss you, something? No, no. Spotify definitely exists. You told me somebody else was no longer around. I don't remember who. Google Google, Google podcasts are going away. Google podcasts are going away. Not not, not uh, a good thing for Google podcast listeners, but we're on Spotify and we're on Apple. So, you know, go there to download us. Uh, we're even on YouTube if, you, if you're interested. So you can find us on YouTube. Just be uh, verbal. We look too uh, old to to put our faces up on Google, on YouTube, I mean. So, um, and by the way, this episode is brought to you by this quote I saw. If you told me that Dolly Parton and Beyonce both recently released music and one was country and one was a Pitbull collab, I would have guessed very wrong on whose song was whose. So that's going on in the world right now. And, and with that as a backdrop, Ed, you went uh, someplace that was as redneck country as you can get this weekend. How was Florida? Well, first off, you talk about Pitbull collab with Dolly Parton. And Pitbull was supposed to perform at the Daytona 500, but the rain screwed everything up. And I never got to see Pitbull. So I was a little pissed off because I wanted to see him in the heart of redneck country. But uh, other than that, Obi, it was an experience going to the NASCAR Daytona 500. So um, partly because it freaking rained. It rained all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So no racing Saturday, no racing Sunday. They moved everything to Monday for a doubleheader. And then I had a uh, flight out. So I only got to see 23 laps, but I got to see the pregame. I got to be in the stadium, got to see, uh, got to see the start. So I think I have a pretty good idea of, of the culture. And let me just tell you, I was a fish out of water. Where are you now? Now, we should note that you were with your brother, our uh, amazing, uh, and his nephew, your nephew and your brother, your nephew who is our amazing uh, special guest every now and again, and your brother who was also a guest on our Christmas uh, lighting episode. But uh, how fish out of water with you, with, with your own family? Well, so it's two nephews, both huge race fans, 12 years old, love the races. My brother is a, a, a obviously loves them because he goes to like three NASCAR races a year. So they pulled the the camper down. They were down there for a week. I flew down there, spent three nights, two of them rain soaked. And um, that part was good. I enjoyed hanging out with them. But the camping part, camping and rain just don't mix because you can't even hang outside. It's like uh, soaking wet. The, the ground had puddles. Your feet get wet as soon as you step outside. The inside is small. I don't know. I'm a hotel type of guy. But, Obi, here's the thing. I'm not sure which which was more of a culture shock for me. The camping and the NASCAR piece or when I went to Bass Pro Shops. Because there's a Bass Pro Shops down there. And let me tell you, that was a different world walking into that store. Really? You don't? Have you, you ever been, been in? I have, have you ever been in? Have you ever have, been in a Bass? I have been to a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, Absolutely. 
And uh, I I don't think they're well. I don't know if Daytona has one of those super giant ones where you can actually fish in the store, but uh, it is definitely not um, blue state state in a Bass Pro Shop. I gotta think this was a a, a normal Bass Pro Shop. I mean, there was an aquarium in there that had fish that were like huge, three feet long, huge, and huge there was fish. a dive. Yeah, 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 and there was a diver in there cleaning it, right? But but um, I don't I, I'm sure it was the same size Bass Pro Shop. They all are. Right. But I maybe because it was race week, it, it was like Bass Pro Shops on steroids. I'm just telling you, I could not relate to anybody else in that store. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. OK, well, um, I, I guess I'm a little better off than you are at the Bass Pro Shop. I I, I granted I have some camping life in me and um I used to try to fish. I had a friend who was a very, very, very good fisherman. So I had some connection to fishing. Um, I don't, you know, they have their weapon section there for sure. Walked through there, seeing what that's all about. I, I, the camper section was out, is outside at the one I go to. I go to the one in Atlantic City. So, I mean, yeah, it's certainly not, um, it, it it's not eastern uh northeastern po uh cosmopolitan for sure, but I don't feel completely fished out of the water. I'm sorry that you do. That not one yeah, of those uh of those New York State attributes that Bass Pro Shop specializes in stuck with you throughout your life. Rutgers yeah, not a, not a lot of well, not a lot of metrosexuals walking through uh Bass Pro Shop, if you know what I'm saying. So I felt yeah. that I felt that a place. Yeah, like like I said, you know, yeah. I got eye cream. I use eye <laughs> cream. I don't think anybody else in that store was using eye cream. Uh, they may you know have been. Well, no, because they they might want that uh, very uh, smooth eye. So they when they line up their shot on their eyepiece, it, it fits in good. I don't know what I'm talking about at all. But I'm I'm just saying, eye cream is possible. You don't know. Gotta look good when but, you win win the fishing championship. Yeah, well, maybe. But so I fell out of place there. But interestingly enough, when I was on the infield of the race before the pre the, the pre race party, I had a fan zone ticket because I was told to buy it. So I was down. I was on pit row. I was on. If you watch the Daytona 500, there's grass right by the start finish line. I was standing on that grass. I actually stood on the start finish line. I stood. I was sat on the, the track right at the start finish line while the introductions of the driver. So I thought that was a pretty cool experience. And in that experience, eerily enough, I did not feel like a fish out of water there. I, I'm telling you, I felt more uncomfortable at the Bass Pro Shop than I did at the race. I'm not sure why that is, um, but that that is the situation. So I don't have any crazy stories about the Daytona 500 other than the only way I'm going back is if you promise me it's not going to rain. It's got to be guaranteed no rain. Okay. I mean, I, uh, I've been to one of the races your brother frequents. I've been to the Pocono, I think it's 400. I don't think it's a full 500 miles. Um, and I did not get the full in infield experience. I, I had, I was on the stand, uh, on turn three, it's a triangle there. It's not an oval. And, uh, you're right. It wasn't, uh, as fish out of water as I expected to be. We were there with my whole family for the uh, day. We were at the actual race. Uh, I think there was a there was a pre-race that we caught the end of as we got there. 
But I what I missed was is my kids, uh, the kids who we were all with, they went, you know, roaming through the shopping area and they found a, a bull and one of them tried to ride the the uh, mechanical bull. So I missed my uh my niece, I think it was, but it could have been my son getting thrown off the bull, which I think would have been but, fun to watch. But my brother did do a redneck thing. Okay. Um my brother bought a grill there. He brought the and he's grill. He's having it shipped off. Okay, okay. He bought a pit boss grill so that uh, it's a pellet, it's a wood pellet fire, you know, uh, fueled uh, grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty boss. cool grills. Yeah, yeah. I, I, pit, boss, pit boss is a nice grill. I, I, I still prefer charcoal grills. I ha I have a, uh, a chimney uh, grill as opposed to a, a pilot grill. But okay. Yeah, smoke, but smoking meat is just something you do when you're old. It's not necessarily. Uh, just for rednecks anymore. I have the nice master built, and uh, you know I enjoy cooking. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying smoking is just for rednecks, but I think it's interesting that you prefer to buy your grills at a redneck event. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of just going to the normal store. Yeah, yeah, you can you can get that at both Home Depot and Lowe's. I know for a fact you can. So you are right. That was an but interesting place to to purchase. It. But you know what? That this goes back to our conversation, which may or may not got cut from our last show. About when you're on vacation, things cost a lot less. So that same grill that he saw while he was on vacation, he was like, "Yeah, I can buy that." When he was walking, when he walked to the Home Depot next week, he's like, "That's expensive. Who wants that?" Well, I think the other thing happened. I think two things happened. One, there was this big Texan in a cowboy hat selling them, and he was really excited about those Pit Boss grills. That's one. My brother may have found them sexy too. I'm not really sure. You'd have to ask him. The other part is that he had a whole week of cooking on the other grill that he had, and he realized it sucked, and he had upgrades. So that's why he got the new pit. So it's a port. It's a mobile smoker grill. Pretty cool combo. Mm -hmm. He'll be able to use it on his next camping trips. So uh, not a bad deal, but I thought that was kind of interesting that they give you the redneck. And the other redneck thing, and I shouldn't even say it's redneck, It's it, but it's kind of interesting. McDonald's was there. Um, because they're a sponsor and they were giving away free lunch, not just free fries. They were giving away a cheeseburger and fries for free. Oh, oh you don't I, see that every day. No, you do not. Free, free McDonald's. And, and that's got to be rough because when I went to the, the racing boat, there are a lot of people trying to sell you food. If you're competing with free McDonald's, that could be rough. That could be rough. A, yeah. A, yeah. So I thought that was, that was another interesting thing. Another interesting thing, free McDonald's, but um, you know, other than that, uh, just rained a lot. Oh, the one other thing, camping, you know, is it's an interesting experience, but it was right next to the racetrack. So Friday night when I got in there, there was a like the Arca race was going on. You could hear it, and then you'd hear it a little bit like, and that race went on till one thirty in the morning. So we were up late Friday night. The next morning, I just hear these jets firing up their engines. I'm like, what the hell is that? And it was the Thunderbirds. They were doing the flyover for the 500, so they had a practice. So they took off at like 8.40 in the morning, and they were doing like buzzing the, uh, the campground. Felt like I was getting attacked. It's crazy. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I bet it was. So that is cool. But we're going to change, uh, change here because you sent me some wonderful pictures from I think your CVS, but I'm not sure, some local pharmacy, of uh, the things that they lock up now and don't let people buy because people might be criminals. 
And, uh, you know, we all know you can't buy razors anymore without getting somebody. That's no big deal. But the thing that you sent me pictures of was condom, which it's hard enough to buy a condom when you're a 16-year-old guy uh, finally getting some for the first time, trying to do the right thing. And now you've got to call over some 45-year-old person like, excuse me, can, can, can you get me some rubbers? How did you, you obviously sent it to me, so you thought some things about that. Yeah, of course I thought about it. So I was waiting in line at the pharmacy, and I've noticed when I've gone into Walgreens, this was a CVS, by the way, but when I've gone into Walgreens to get allergy nose spray, like uh, um, Flonase, that's locked up. I got to get somebody to come over and unlock the Flonase. And that just bothers me because there's never enough people working and you got to wait extra time and they come over and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the Flonase burglar. Good thing you got the locked up. You caught me today. But so that annoys me. But then I'm online at CVS and just next to the pharmacy is the row with the condoms. And I looked over and I noticed they were all locked up. And the first thing that went through my head was, oh, my God. I hated the fact that I had to like explain to somebody I wanted nasal spray. I'm going to have somebody working at CVS to come over. And, oh, can you unlock the uh, the magnums for me? I mean, that's just like not to mention I then have to go pay for it. And I just then I immediately went back to my teenage self. I'm like, I couldn't even. Oh, my God, how nervous I was. Um, and so I had to take a picture. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, you know, I. I get angered by the razors. I, the razors are, are locked up now. Um, but there is something that, and for those, uh, this picture might just make it on to uh, one of us uh, when we share it. Because this is more than just condoms in this picture that you sent me. This is also apparently your CVS sells condoms and sex toys. Like these are full on sex toys that are locked up. And yes, if I am in the CVS, and I am 16 years old, I may just be like, I'm not going to buy that, but I am going to take it because that's, you know, there's a special store where you go and you feel safe when you buy the, as it's called here, the oral stroker or the buzzy butt. These are what you sent me pictures of. Yeah, so... Obi, so I, I could understand... Yeah, somebody's stealing those, right? I can't understand somebody stealing the condoms, but I don't know. Maybe times are tough. But as I didn't, even, first of all, in full disclosure, I didn't even know those things were in that case. I just saw the condoms and took the picture. It was after I got home and I realized the picture was so far, so far away. You had to zoom in anyway so for anybody to know what the hell it was. And then when I zoomed in, I was like, wow, that's some other interesting stuff in there. So then just, but to ex extrapolate that out, we just talked about, being embarrassed to buy condoms can you imagine you that i mean that's that's one thing but the next level is to say hey i need help on aisle nine. Oh, what can i help you with ma'am <laughs> i want the, the buzzy insert butt. name right they had some cool names you said the buzzy butt and the other one uh there was others there as well and uh, that has got to be terrifying. So imagine this. You're like a 30-year-old female, 25. It doesn't even matter. 40-year-old female, 20-year-old female. And the 16-year-old stock boy is the guy that comes over and uh, unlocks it for you. I mean, that's got to be the most mortified thing that you're going to do, right? I think so. For everybody involved. 
for everybody involved. And I, and I here's the other thing. I'm gonna go back to the college being locked up. <laughs> when we were in college, when we were in college, twice a year on the fraternity, we had to have like uh presentations. And at these presentations where they would teach us not to race, they threw condoms at us. Like they're like, and don't get anyone pregnant. Like I want condoms to be free for people. Like this is one of the things I'm like, care. People need these. It should be as unembarrassing and as easy to get as possible, like it was for us in college. And now it, I got to deal with a stock boy or girl. I got to then ring it up. Well, I guess you know what? You don't have to. You probably can ring it self. You should probably self check out because you know there's nobody who works at the store. There's only people unlocking cases and letting you take the condoms out of the case. They aren't going to ring you up. So it's only one embarrassing transaction. So your card doesn't work. You're you're you're, you're like that son. Okay, that's good. Or or if you don't have a credit card because you're 16 years old and it's cash only, right? And you gotta and you can't and you can't pay cash, so you gotta go to the register. But think about this. You know, now that my kids are older, I you know their friends work at these places. You go you you go there and you get your kids' friend to come on and unlock the, the cabinet for you. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Obi, how you doing? Oh, I guess you're gonna be doing better tonight. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Oh, right, yeah. I, I, there's nothing I want more than the oral stroker. My wife's away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. That that is it. That's that, <laughs> that is great. Well, we we Obi, in full in full disclosure, in full disclosure, we're not so sure you'd want to buy that. Okay. While your wife's away, we don't. We really don't know what that machine is. This is true. This is true. I was. I was. A, <laughs> I think you're making an assumption. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. I didn't. Like I said, I had to. I had to zoom in on the photo. I didn't get that close. So now what you're saying is now I have to go to the store, look at the package. I don't even walk down that aisle anymore. I don't want it. Put it back. I mean, by the way. You can get all this stuff on Amazon without any of these yeah. embarrassments. I mean, or do you? Well, that's but, true. But Obi, do you think you ask for advice? Like when you go to a restaurant, you say, "Oh, which 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 cocktail would you prefer?" Or you know, what which dish is best, right? So when you go there, you're like, "Hey, I can't decide between these two. What what what, what do you think?" Like, is that why they're locked up? Like you go to Best Buy, the headphones are locked up. I get that, right? I get it. Well, if you go to the shops that you use, that when we, the shops that I would go to, you know, to get this kind of stuff when I was youthful, uh, or I would still go to now, you can ask for advice because there are people there who are knowledgeable. But uh, I don't often want to ask the CVS people who, you know, who's 16 years old and hanging out with my son, which do you prefer? I don't want to say no. So I don't even know why some of this stuff is at the CBS. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think you just showed I just showed you think you showed your youthful uh, ignorance. You think the places you bought these things the people actually knew something about? I don't think so. They worked there for a reason. Yeah, they know about this stuff. They hear things. <laughs> they hear things. They just know what maybe they know what the best sellers are. I'm not so sure they used them. 
Well, the best sellers are a thing to know. I'm assuming you. That's true, but you know, I'm. I just question what neighborhood you are buying them in. <laughs> what what time of day? I don't know. There's just I have a lot of questions for you, Obi, that are probably not best answered on this podcast. Okay. All right. Well, after you use these toys, uh, if you use them with your partner and you don't use the condoms, you may end up with parent being a parent. And uh, one of the things that you said you might want to discuss on our next podcast, and here we are, is some feedback we were getting from uh, Mr. Z. Uh, he knows who he is if he's listening. He's, he's become a frequent listener. Uh, he's, a, he's not older than you or I, uh, but he is old to be a first-time parent, and he was commenting on, you know, maybe I have some insight because I'm a first-time parent. And I know you were like, uh, we should talk about that. So uh, do you recall that conversation? And would you like to uh, comment on older parents thinking they that extra experience they had being single is and being up in years is going to help them be a better parent or, or deal with questions better? Well, yeah, so... Well, well, my feedback on that wasn't even a, that you're an older parent. It's just any parent who has young kids today. Like, so... If you're, it doesn't matter how old you are, but if your kids are like not in elementary school yet or just in elementary school and you hear about the struggles that maybe a parent has in parenting their teenager or their college student, it just always strikes me that these parents with younger kids have all the answers, right? They sit there and like, oh, that will never happen to my kid um, because I'll know better. And I just, it's funny to me because I felt the same way <laughs> and uh and you're wrong. That's at the end of the day, you're wrong. And you're going to find out that we all have the same struggles and nobody has the secret sauce. We just don't tell you that we're struggling. So you think that you're better than us when you finally hear that we're struggling. But at the end of the day, nobody has all the answers. So I just find it hilarious when uh, when we get advice like that. Oh, yeah, I'll do better. I, I, will, I will actually go one Like step. in particular, this this advice... Okay, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go on. Go with you in particular. I think that's probably better than where I was going to go. Well, I was going to say in particular, this feedback was related to the, the last episode about my daughter not knowing how to do laundry and got the Tide Pod all screwed up and, you know, didn't know how she was going to, you know, the colors running together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And the feedback was, well, I, you know, I know my kids are young, but, um, you know, hopefully by the time they go to college, I'll have taught them a thing or two. Yeah, well, hopefully you will have. <laughs> but, you know, your point, Obi, was, um, yeah, maybe you'll have taught them that, but there's something else you're going to miss. Like, you, you can't get it all. Like, there's no way your kid is going to learn everything. So there's going to be these stories. So I just think it's funny that people think they're going to be able to teach their kid everything. So, so there's two takeaways to that. Number one might be that is something that when he heard was so important to him as a thing he would be sure to have imparted that to his child. Like, this is an important lesson you should have. Where for you, it was not an important lesson for Sam to have. And there's going to be a lesson that you thought was incredibly important for Sam to have, that he's not going to think it was important for his kid, and he's going to laugh that, oh, I never taught my kid that you had to, uh, I don't know, flip the mattress and spin it around when you changed it. Like, because I've been changing the kid's sheet myself. Like, whatever it is. So, yeah, there's going to be those things. Yeah. 
The other thing I've I got learned... a perfect example for you, Obi. Go ahead. Well, tell me what you learned. No, tell me what you learned, and then I'll tell you my perfect example. Oh, the other thing I my, uh, we'll try and get back to your example here is that unless your kid is like within four years one way or the other of the other parents' kids, things are changing. Like they don't totally change, and you can have some good advice or get some good advice. But those things, like I, my oldest, he got a cell phone when he went into eighth grade. And there were people like, wow, that's awfully young for a kid to get a cell phone. And I'm like, no, everybody going into eighth grade is getting the cell phone. When they go to middle school in my town, that's when they get their cell phone. And my kid's not going to be the only one without a cell phone. It's not just peer pressure. It's like the school and everyone expects it to get it. By the time my youngest was in fifth grade, the teacher's like, please make sure they either bring a cell phone or a or a, a tablet to school doesn't have to be connected to the internet um to, to the cell tower we just have apps that they need to use and this was only in elementary school and then somebody told me their elementary school kid was needed a, a cell and i hadn't had him i was like you're crazy and they're five years apart so the intervals of what is normal changes so quickly that you're like oh well be careful what advice you give because it could be a little dated Agreed. So this isn't the example I'll give you, but I'll, I'll give you the example about the skill. But first, about things changing. I was having a conversation with young, you know, parents with young kids, and I shared that you know my kids have Life three sixty on their phone. If you don't know what that is, it's a tracking software. I know where my kids are at all times. Um, not because I'm watching them and 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 paying attention. It's just in case something ever bad happened, right? And of course, the younger parents are like, "Oh, I would never do that. You, I can't believe you're tracking your kid." I'm like, "Okay." Come talk to me in 10 years. I guarantee you'll have that and something else even more diabolical on your kid's phone, right? So right. I think that's a perfect example of things changing, right? It doesn't sound cool until it is, right? But here's the example of a skill that I thought was important, and it paid off. First week of school, Sam was in a car that got a flat tire. Nobody in that car or the group of boys in the other car that was with them knew how to change a tire. Sam knew how to change a tire. That that is so. A, that, those that, kids might know how to do laundry, but will they know how to change a tire? Will that have been so, no? And I will, I will, I will fact. I taught my kids how to change a tire. One eight hundred AAA. Like, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So your your point's well taken, though. If something's important to you, you teach your kid. I just didn't teach my kid how to do laundry. It was easier for my it's easier for my wife to do their laundry than for me to teach him how to do it. That's right. For everyone who doesn't know, he looked to make sure she's facts. here. He just, you know, th those are the facts. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> and then I was wondering, does she, then, then I remembered she doesn't listen to this podcast anyway, so I could say it. Yeah. Well, you know, we heard my son was listening to this podcast and found our conversation about the uh, sex toys that you see it came in a few times. So I guess that means that uh, your wife thinks we suck. The charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, see you next time on Drinking from the Garden. <laughs>